Welcome to the God Focus Podcast. And today we are talking about God's voice. And this is part two of a discussion we started um, in another episode. And it's a review of a video that we found. And we're going to play it for you in just a minute here. And, um, and then we're going to discuss it. So let's go ahead and roll this video. I was in Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands, getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane. The pastor came up and he said, listen, I can save you money. I said, how's that? He said, I flew a small airplane up here and I fly a small airplane and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound, I said, gee, thank you so very, very much. But I've got this ticket. We'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you got to do it. You got to do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane, and I looked at it. And I thought, well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it. We got in. He's on the left front. I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up and it started up just fine well we taxied out i said should we pray he said yeah that's a good idea we normally don't i said well this time we're gonna <laughs> and i'm telling you i prayed five eight minutes i prayed a long time we went and got on the runway he starts down the runway the plane lifted off ever so gently and we start climbing and it's wonderful not a problem in the world we started climbing and we flew probably three four minutes and something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me and he said, we're going in the clouds and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? <laughs> now it's been cloudy all day. And we go right up into the clouds and you can't see anything. And he looks at me and his eyes roll back in his head and he starts mumbling and he passes out, passed out cold. Now I grabbed him and I shook him and I said, come on, you gotta wake up so I can kill you. Now we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said, we're dead, aren't we? I said, there's a very good chance of that, yes. He said, what are we gonna do? I said, I don't know. But there was a radio right there and I handed him the microphone and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. Don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, give it to me. I said, tell them we don't know nothing. Tell them we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell them that's correct. Now you gotta understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm gonna do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm gonna get Anchorage Emergency for you. And Anchorage Emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on, said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we gotta do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. 
if you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said, I have to follow your voice. Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand? Without God's voice, you have nothing. Nothing. Finally, he got us turned. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage. And there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will die, but I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747 started talking to us. They said, we're praying for you, men. Okay. You're gonna make it. But listen to the voice that's the key they said trust the voice you realize your head is full of voices and everybody in this world wants to talk to you and everybody wants to be the controlling voice and God says I want you to be a living sacrifice I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice finally we went through the worst of the weather but there was still more and then the voice came back and it said now I'm gonna line you up. He said, I'm gonna bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. <laughs> Finally, it all came to a stop, and the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me but they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room at about four in the morning, the knock at my door and I opened the door and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're the voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. Do you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say, you were the voice. You're the voice that brought me home. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one 
who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Amen. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me. And I'll take you through. Tonight you have a God who has promised to take you through. A living sacrifice, holy. That's so powerful. So powerful. Um, so many wonderful, so many wonderful points in there. Um, wow. I love that story. This, and just the, the author's ability to storytell that. Oh, his voice amazing. is amazing. Yeah. Well, and just the art of the storytelling that he's doing, just that takes that, that's very talented to be able to pull all that together the way he did in that format. So uh -huh. um, Yolanda, do you want to start us off in the discussion? That was very, very powerful. Um, it, it sends chills. It sends chills. Um, it makes me realize more and more how important it is to be obedient to the Lord, to follow his voice. And the ways we do that is by just listening for him. But reading scripture to get to know him better and to hear from him through his word uh, to know what he is wanting from us being in fellowship with one another those are some very distinct ways that we can hear his voice but that's so crucial uh like when the when the pilot said or when the guy said to the guy's trying to uh fly the plane um that how important it was for them to listen to his voice otherwise they weren't going to make it and that's just like with our lord if we don't listen to his voice if we are not obedient and we live our lives apart from him we perish uh there there will be no life in us um which is really sad to think about uh, when people reject him um and don't want to have anything to do with it. It's sad. I really love this analogy, the, the story, um, because it really opens your eyes to see what the truth is, really, um, and the importance of, of, of being a follower of Jesus and, and being obedient uh, is what it boils down to. And uh, in his word, he says, to obey is better than sacrifice. Um, and he, he said that uh, in response to what, um, uh, who was it? Um, I think it was, I think it was Saul uh, when he was supposed to wipe out this whole uh, group of people and he saved, he saved the king and, and he was supposed to get rid of all the livestock too and he saved some of that. And uh, he's like, I did what you said. And he, he's like, well, what's this bleeding of sheep that I hear? Like, he wasn't fully obedient. He only did a partial. A partial is, not, is like having no obedience. Um, it's like telling a partial truth. It's, you're telling a lie because it's not fully the truth. And doing something part way is not full obedience. Um, just like what happened there, he still preserved some things when the Lord had wanted him to wipe it all out. 
completely, not crave anything. So that's awesome. And and what's what's interesting based on what you just shared, um, you know, because you were saying, you know, how sad it is that you know, some people just can't see, they reject God. They just can't see that as truth for themselves. And, you know, in, in a story like this, obviously those men already knew God, but sometimes it takes a tragedy and bad things to happen in life for people to turn around and, and like realize like, oh, okay, God is real. It does matter. Right. Yeah. And, and right. how powerful is it for us to be able to cultivate that relationship without having to go through the tragedy? Um, obviously, everyone's path is different, but we do have that choice to um, decide for ourselves, you know, do we, you know, can, do we, you know, want to hear God's voice? You know, are we even in a, putting ourselves in an environment to hear God's voice? You know, like the shepherd in the sheep, you know, like the sheep have to be close enough <laughs> to hear God's voice. Just like that plane was saying, like, you know, I'll keep circling you because you know, if I get out of range, you know, you're not going to hear my voice. And, you know, right. so there's that proximity, um, you know, what's our environment. We have choices to make, to um, cultivate that in our lives. Um, but like you said, it's sad where some people, it, you know, for many people, and yet it takes a major trauma of some sort for them to really wake up and and really have to dig deep and call on God and realize that hey, this is real. <laughs> God is real. God is right here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it. <laughs> It's, you know, like when people don't make a choice, you've made your choice. <laughs> yeah. Make, not making a choice is a choice. Yeah. 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 Um, and actually, it, it also just reminded me of uh, Damascus, the road to Damascus, when um, Paul, uh, he was Saul, and he was killing all the Christians. And, and then he met the Lord on the way. And he blinded him to tell him, hey, you've been persecuting me, um, but you're going to be my spokesperson. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty powerful that he did that. Yeah. And it's powerful how, you know, some people just need to have something pretty dramatic happen to wake them up. And, you know, and, you know, you know what's more uh, invasive than here, I'm going to take your sight away. You can't see anything for, you know, and so you're just going to listen to me and here's what's going to happen next. Um, right. that was a pretty powerful wake up call for him. Um, and sometimes that's what it takes for people. They need it that clear, um, in their life. And, um, yeah, how awesome. So powerful. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing Yolanda. Yeah, it's very cool. MJ, you have anything to add? It reminds me of that uh, that old joke of, you know, the guy who was, uh, you know, sitting in the house and uh, all of a sudden he gets swept away in the flood and and then he goes to heaven and and God says to him, hey, listen, 
I sent you a guy in a boat. I sent you a guy in a raft. <laughs> I gave you all kinds of signs and you didn't take any, any of the ones that I sent you. And that's, it's a good old joke that um, if you look it up, it, it's the, uh, the, the one where the guy is on top of his house and he gets swept away in a flood. And uh, yeah. And he, and he, and he asked the Lord uh, right. to send him help. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But he doesn't recognize it when it shows up. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's just a good old joke that, you know, it just tell, tells us what we're talking about here. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of truth in jokes. <laughs> right. Right. So anywho, um, yeah, you know, the part of, uh, of this, you know, this is the second time listening to this, um, you know, sheep hear my voice, you know, and uh, the gospel of John, you know, chapter 10 chapter 10 uh, verses 27 and 28 is my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I will give them eternal life and they shall never perish and they shall never be plucked away from my hand. So that's what God says about uh, you being a sheep and we are sheep. Um, You know, I, I just look at tuning into his frequency, you know, tune into God's frequency. You'll hear his voice. The The biggest thing you need to do is sometimes just be quiet. Get yourself into a quiet um, state and just turn off everything for a while. And you will hear God uh, talking to you and get into his word. His word is his, him talking to you. And then write down some of the things you're thinking, you know, sit and write down physically some things that are going through your head and you'll see that if you'll listen to God, he will talk to you. He'll talk to you through his word. Um, You know, maybe turn on some worship music softly and have that good old fashioned worship music, you know, around you and you can hear things through um, good, good worship music. And, you know, there is a difference in prayer. You know, there is praying and then there's griping. Um, you know, tell the Lord uh, what you need and let it be, and he'll be there for you. He will always provide for you. So that's my thought of today for what we just saw. Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. You you were saying uh, tuning into God. And so (laughs) my version of that is uh, you, you just all you, all you have to do is change the channel. <laughs> yeah. Change the channel. T- turn yeah. it on the God's channel. And yeah. nature, you mentioned just getting quiet. Um, that's back to our nature conversation we've been having about just unplugging and um, you know just get back to nature. That's God's all over nature. He's all over that. Bill, what do you have to add? Uh, well, I mean, that was the second time that I. Uh uh saw and heard the video and it still moved me emotionally because i could just hear the sincerity in the guy's voice that was telling a story about what happened to him and um you know the analogies that he used i mean one you know jesus is going to come upon a cloud uh that's what it says in the bible and uh when they go into the clouds the preacher passes out uh, the pilot and then, uh, you know, uh, 
I, I'm sure he didn't know him. That was probably the first time he met him. So, I mean, now, uh, like the guy in the back seat says, are we going to die now? <laughs> and uh, the guy's, you know, probably thinking yes. However, you know, you got that little bit of a seed planted in you, and he chose to water that one and said, I'm going to choose to live. And I want to choose to, you know, listen to the people around me that can help me. And uh, I mean, even if the guy in the back seat was probably screaming, don't do that, don't do that. He did it anyway, because, you know, a lot of people, they don't understand when we're called by the Holy Spirit and listen to God's voice and, uh, you know, to do something, uh, you know, that's not hurting anybody else. And uh, uh, some people follow that call. Some people don't. Um, you know, but uh, the fact that he had to listen to somebody he's never seen nor heard uh, or nor met um, that the traffic controllers was, you know, God through them uh, directing him. You got to follow my voice. You got to uh, listen to what I do and I will save your life and I will get you home. And uh, that's what it says in the Bible. So the air traffic controller did his job. And uh, he's got a great story to tell. And I think God lets those little miracles happen so that we can call it what it is, is a miracle and share it with others. And, uh, you know, it's not our job to make anyone believe. It's our job to tell the story and let them make their own decision. But, uh, you know, I mean, I'm very moved uh, by that. And uh, again, you know, uh, staying in God's word, reading it with a highlighter. Um, uh, you know, focusing on uh, the good in our life as opposed to the bad. There's going to be storms. God didn't promise us that there wouldn't be valleys with the hills, you know. And uh, so when you're at the top of the mountain, survey what's ahead of you, go down into the valley and go back up the other mountain in front of you. And uh, we can all do that with uh, God, Jesus, and uh, the Holy Spirit's help and uh, reading God's word and focusing on him. That's all I got. That's awesome. You guys are all fantastic. Amen. Um, Bill. Yeah. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you, Angie. Well, and what I would add Thanks, to, Mike. yeah, and what I would add to that, Bill, is or just amplify what you said. Um, you, not everybody knows how to hear God's voice. I remember a time when I didn't know what that meant, um, and and the more we're tuned into that and we train that, we need to train that. It's a relationship, just like, you know, any re human relationship we have on this planet or, or even with, you know, relationship with an animal, any kind of relationship, it takes practice. There's training, there's- um, well, it and, and if you look at the guys that wrote the Bible, they had the courage to write their stories down. Yeah. And they were explicit. If you read it for yourself, it tells you how God was revealed to them. And I, and I have had the same experiences where God has revealed himself to me, how he revealed himself to the other people in the Bible. So, I mean, if you read it, it teaches you how God will communicate with you. So when it happens, you're aware of it and uh, you can receive it and act upon it. And it's actually really cool because I know if that's how he communicated to me and it's in the Bible and I read it, that's how they communicated with God. And, uh, um, 
it's just amazing when you get to experience that. That's all I want to say is that if you read the Bible, you'll learn how God will uh, talk to you. Animals, nature, thunder, lightning. I mean, man, it's awesome. I, 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 right now, what I'm thinking, a great takeaway from this conversation is read, if, if we all read the Bible again right now with the intention of looking for ways of how God speaks to us, how he wants us to hear him, like just what you had said, Bill, that if we actually read the Bible with the intention to focus on that piece, God's voice, um, that's a fascinating filter to read the Bible with. I, I, I like that idea. That's, that's a good one. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, and read it with a highlighter because then you can use it like, um, like a mystery book. Remember those books where they gave you the choice and it was like uh, three, go through the door, four, go through the window and uh, nine, uh, lay down and take a beating. <laughs> yeah. And uh uh, you got to choose and pick what it was. Well, when you read it with a highlighter and you randomly open up the Bible, you can see what spoke to your spirit then. Uh, and uh, just read the highlighted parts because uh, you highlighted it because it resonated with within yourself. That makes sense too. Yeah. I, I um, yeah, that's really cool. It's, you know, what's interesting is one of our, um, our pastor's wife from years ago, every year she'd read the Bible. Um, yeah. And she'd buy a new one. She'd buy one, write in it, you know, highlight, you know, mark it up, you know, and then it'd be done. And she'd, you know, give it to someone or do something with it. And then she'd buy a whole new one. And I, I, I like the idea of just taking the Bible and, and just maybe one Bible is just open up and like, here's what's resonating today and highlight this. And another Bible could be, all right, I'm only going to focus on God's voice in this one. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how my, yeah. but yeah, yeah it, like take the Bible and, and turn it into a, a college course, like really take it apart and focus in with different intentions. I think that's awesome. <laughs> well, I can say you're not going to, uh waste your time if you do that. Uh, that's very very true i love it i love it i love it that's awesome yeah and then one last thought and we'll wrap this up um you also mentioned bill about um or at least my what i was thinking as you were speaking is the authority um the air traffic controller was the authority at the time like when you're in a plane and it's and you've got no control you know who's got who's got more authority in that space <laughs> at the moment yeah the air traffic you know so it's like god's you know god's voice he is in, he's in control of all this he's yeah. our and you know so the air traffic controller in a sense was the authority in that in that scenario and so it was a little easier for him to believe this guy because you know he's not going to believe the lawyer sitting next to him because no. he's probably freaking out um but yeah the authority or the other plane like the other plane he wasn't an air traffic controller but he had more authority because he at least knew how to fly and you know, well, so yeah, he was like the angel and said i'll get him on the line for you and he did what he said he was gonna do yep exactly exactly i love it he was a messenger that carried it uh on their behalf uh to somebody that could help. So uh, thank God that guy, you know, responded and helped him out. You know, I mean, every little 
person that was involved played a, a, a key part. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, this is a wonderful conversation, you guys. Thank you so much. And there's so many wonderful points um, to take from this. And I, I hope that you can tuck at least one of those in your heart to act on this week. Maybe you're the messenger for someone else. You know, you don't know. <laughs> or you, maybe you do know. In that case, it was a little obvious. But, you know, you never know what your smile will uh, you know, could help someone, you know, transform their day. You have no idea. Um, or a phone call, like someone crosses your heart and like, oh, I'm just going to pick up the phone and call or text or whatever. Um, you never know what all those little random messages might mean to somebody. So you know, maybe you're a messenger, maybe you're an authority somewhere and, you know, people are looking to remember that and, you know, that helps you stand taller, walk taller. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, just, you know, or maybe you just need to jump back into nature a little bit and like, where's God, you know, like, let's, let's hear from him again. You know, you know, where, where's your shepherd, um, be the sheep and, and just and find out how to listen stay in proximity. So many great points today. You guys are awesome. Um, any last comments? Oh, no, well done. Amen. Amen. God is in control. God is in control and um, we can hear his voice anytime we choose to change that channel and tune into the channel and um, God focus podcast. Stay God focused. Stay awesome. And um, all God's children said, amen. 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 So if something's being said during this podcast, that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now. Just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you. And just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that's helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ and God bless you. Have a great week.